Welcome back to your best year starts here. And uh, at the end of the last episode, we were talking about attitudes are contagious, so make sure yours is worth catching, which actually, I love that little quote. I don't know where I first heard it from. Um, I'm sure Nigel might want to take credit for it, but I don't think it was I'm not going to take credit for that one. I'm taking credit that I was on time, but I can't take credit for um, attitudes are contagious. I think it came from Ken Blanchard or Stephen Covey. It's one of those two. So we'll thank Stephen and, Ke- uh, Stephen and Ken Blanchard. It came from one of those two. Two great books, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and The One Minute Manager. Yep. Get a chance to listen to them, audio, whatever. Good, good, good reads. So when I was talking about attitude, even though it's part of character, I know there are times where my attitude sucks. And mm-hmm. I have a CBA moment which for those people who don't know, it stands for can't be asked. And I just know it's coming about that we've, we've had a couple of clients who've asked me to do certain things and haven't valued what I'm about. And my attitude, I can feel my attitude ometer. It's a new word here. My attitude ometer just literally sinking because I think you just haven't got the measure of what I'm about. So I'm constantly checking in that, if someone was watching my attitude, which is slightly different to my character, would I want it on public knowledge? And I sometimes have to check in a lot to say, I I don't think that's the best attitude to have on this situation. So maybe someone else in my team better make the phone call. Mm -hmm. Um, At the moment, I'm doing lots of uh, live sessions, motivational sessions on doing podcasts at different times of the day. And I'm telling everyone, my attitude is great in the morning. It's not bad at lunchtime. And by five o'clock, it sucks. Mm-hmm. And I get an email after I've just said this to the client, could we do it at 6.30 at night? And my <laughs> response, I had to delete it because what I actually told them was, was to F off. Yep. And I thought, I'm, I, I'm doing this. I'm typing away thinking, this is just the wrong attitude. And they've got me the wrong time of day to speak at the wrong time of day. I'm not that good. I've never done after dinner speaking because it's the wrong time of day. My attitude sucks. But when my attitude is in the right place and I have to check in with it, my life works. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've gone through some personal stuff over the last year where I'm sure your attitude has gone up and down. Absolutely. You've got to make sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be honest, if we talk about, go back to when we were talking about character and I said about blips in it, there's possibly a blip in attitude more than they are in character, actually. Um, I didn't know what your acronym was or you know, if I knew we were going here, I might have said, actually, characters this, attitudes that. But um, I think one of the big things for me, picking up specifically, I hear a lot of people talk about attitude of gratitude, right? And I want to tap in on that because for me, it's not an attitude of gratitude, it's a practice. And I think a lot of the things that we call attitudes really are actually something we have to practice as and we get to choose what our attitude is going to be and we can make a conscious decision to shift it from point a to point b sometimes we we might choose not to sometimes we might try and argue that we don't have that choice but we always do um you know it's like when people say hey you made me do this or hey you made me feel no one can make you feel or do anything but you can choose to respond and react in that way and 
that kind of negative attitude for me, it's always a choice, but sometimes it's instinctive. You know, it just... It you know your face often will tell you to someone what attitude's going through your mind. And that's why, you know, you have to be so careful of your face. Because yeah. my face... I mean, in seconds, when I get bored and I can, and I get told my eyes roll and I tut, I didn't realise I tutted quite as much. I was listening to a podcast that I did and, I, and there were people talking, you can just hear me go, and, I, and you don't even realise it. And at that moment in time, your whole attitude has just gone down. Yep. So I want you to check in your attitude, make sure you listen to your heart, and what is your attitude saying to the rest of the world, even if sometimes you think it's the right attitude? I, I think, the, I think the, the other really good example of this that we've talked about in the past is, you know, a place that becomes very apparent for me for other people's attitudes that makes me keep my own in check is actually traveling, which obviously we're not doing at the moment. You know, things like airports can be a really frustrating place for a lot of people. And you see a lot of people vent that frustration in a way that's not kind, not necessary, not helpful, and doesn't move anything forward. For me, in that kind of environment, I'm always thinking about how, you know, the, the people I'm interacting with, if they were people I love, how would I want them to be treated? And my measure is not how do I want to be treated, it's if they're people I love, how do I want them to be treated? Yeah, I wouldn't want my mom or my kids or whatever to be spoken to in the way I've just seen somebody else speak to somebody, so I'm not going to behave that way. You know, for me, that's that kind of environment is one where you see a lot of those negative attitudes come out in a lot of people. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but it's like, you know, I try to be aware of it. And if I'm aware of it, it, it normally comes out in a better way. See, attitude might have been behavior, but it doesn't fit into my champion model. So yeah. that's why it became attitude, not behavior. Yep. But the big one for me, and we'll spend a bit of time on this, is about mission. And we've spoken about it, but I need to go even further now because my mission, and I have it on the back of my business card, and you might be able to see it on the very top, which just says my mission in life is to inspire and empower people and organizations to live their life to the fullest. So in these moments where you seem to have a lot of time, and I have a lot of my clients saying, well, you're not that busy. You've got a lot of time. Um, I need to check in with my mission statement is what I'm being asked to do in alignment with my mission statement mm -hmm. together with, if I want to look at the end of the day, how my life is working. If I'm in alignment with my mission statement, my life works. And if I'm having a crappy day, it's probably because I'm not doing stuff in like my mission statement. So two days ago, yesterday morning, hold on, yesterday, two days, four weeks ago, whenever the time was, I, I did a podcast, at 6.20 in the morning for Sri Lanka. And I, and I knew I was finishing at seven o'clock in Colorado doing some other work. Everything that I did on this particular day, which was probably the most tiring day of my life. I mean, I, it's amazing how far I travel without leaving my office. I mean, I went to Sri Lanka in the morning, Colorado in the afternoon, London in the middle. And I didn't get any air miles. I didn't understand that. Mm -hmm. But everything that I did was in alignment with my mission statement. A couple of weeks ago, we did a chicken soup delivery. You know, was it was it, it was the bank holiday? Just shows I'm listening to timing here. It was the bank <laughs> holiday, and everything that I did that day was in alignment with my mission statement. 
I'm not saying there are times where I don't want to screw the world and put my finger up, my middle finger up, but those days my life's not working. Yeah. So what I want people to, to understand and really respect of their own time is if they're in alignment with their personal mission statements, and it can be whatever it wants, and they're doing stuff they are in integrity with, with their mission statement, their lives work. And if you're not doing what's in integrity, you might have a fun day, but when you go to sleep that night, you're going to realize you weren't in alignment. Yeah. So I'd love if everyone could create their own personal mission statement. It takes a bit longer than people think. I think I've mentioned that Hard Rock Cafe. Have I told you this? Yeah, I think so. But go yeah, for Hard it. Hard Rock Cafe, best, one of the best restaurant groups in the world, all over the world, compared to Planet Hollywood, which has gone bankrupt five times. Their mission statement is four words. Love all, serve all. Yep. If they love their suppliers, they love their customers, they love their staff, and they feed the world and they serve the world, they have a successful restaurant. Planet Hollywoods was all about merchandise, trying to get famous pop stars, rock stars involved, and they've gone bust about eight, nine times. Yeah, it's, 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 time. it's, more, it's more merchandise and monetize than it is yeah. anything else. But they've lost sight of their mission. Yeah. So if you look at your best days of your life, Neil, you were in alignment with your personal mission statement, even if you didn't know what it was. And I don't know what it is, and you know what it is too, right? Yeah. We've talked about this before, but I think it's why we work so well together is your mind is about constantly empowering others. It's, it's about putting simple terms you know, and explaining that a bit further. For me, it's about not having a boss culture, but having a leadership culture. You know, to me, when, whenever I hear anyone saying they want to do stuff like a boss, I always go, okay, what you actually mean is you want to be a bully. Now, I know not everyone means that when they use that phrase, but to me, a boss is I want to control people and tell them what to do, which is like a playground bully. That, that's where it goes in my head. Leadership is I want to help you show up as the best version of you. You know, I want to help you do something that makes you feel good that helps other people rather than I want you to do whatever the hell I need and you will go do it now. But when you're part of your CEO club in your brain, your yep. life works. And yep. when you're part of the FU club, yep. your it life breaks. Work. It breaks, totally. Yeah. So let's think about this and go back. You have high character, you come from the right heart, you've got good attitude, and you're living your mission statement. There is a good chance your life works. Agreed. If you then persevere with it, you become a champ. So we're getting close here, but we're not there yet. Yep. And perseverance is doing stuff when you're tired, but you know it's still got to be done. So, you know, I've, I did a couple of days ago, eight Zoom calls. And by the eighth one, I just couldn't be asked. But I knew I needed to persevere because it was a program. We're recording a number of episodes. And in a couple of episodes as the monkey, my mind's going to go. But I need to persevere because it's part of my mission statement. It's part of your mission statement. You know, all the house moves and all the stuff that we've done and all the children moving about, if we love them enough, we'll persevere to go to the next level. So for me, perseverance, I, um, again, this, this is something I've included in other you know, presentations and things in the past. I actually view, uh, for a while, I talked about patience. For a while, I talked about persistence. And then I went, actually, do you know what? The word I'm looking for is perseverance, but it's the combination of those two things. Yeah, for me, perseverance is 
having the patience to allow something to take the necessary amount of time, but also having the persistence to keep going during that time. Yeah. Because I think what happens to so many people is they get a great idea or they get something they want to achieve or whatever, and there will be barriers. There will be things that get in the way. And it's whether you actually are persistent enough to keep going and, you know, whether you're um, tenacious enough to go, I'm not going to let these things knock me back. I'm going to keep moving forward. But it's also accepting that it doesn't matter how much effort you throw at some things, you can't always make them go in your timescale. You know, there's a guy I worked with years ago, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, but there's a guy I worked with years ago who said, if you get nine women pregnant, you don't get a baby in a month. Yeah. You know, and it's, to me, it's so true. It's like, it doesn't, I mean, he was actually, um, he was the head of a software um, programming team in a software company he used to work in. And he was basically being pressured to get a project finished quicker and being told, look, why can't you chuck more developers at it? And he just made this point of, look, if you get nine women pregnant, you don't get a baby in a month. You know, it doesn't matter if we put a team nine times the size on this thing. Some of it is still just going to take time. We can't accelerate it at the rate you want to. And I think for a lot of us, we just need to accept that that old kind of cliched saying of give time, time. You know, don't give up on the thing. Play your part. Take, you know, put your effort in, all that kind of thing. But also accept that there are certain things that just take a period of time, regardless of what you throw at it. But and if it's in alignment like, with your mission, Neil, if it's in alignment with your mission and it's important to you, you'll persevere. Exactly. So our time, I guess, is nearly up on this episode. It's actually just, the buzz has just gone off like about a minute ago. So we are so I'm gonna do a almost bit more perseverance on. when we come back because I want to finish off on the chat model about something about my book and a, the book you're nearly ready to publish, I'm going to guess. Yep. And we'll find out how your perseverance is. So I'll see you next week. I'll be on time. You'll be on time. And I'll see you very soon. But you know, you, but you realise the only reason you're on time is because we're going to record it almost immediately, and we haven't got to reschedule. Because otherwise, I mean, you know, we've we've already proven you're normally late in your own house, right? Okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to hang up now. If I could, if I knew how to, I'll see you next week. Now, <laughs> see you next week.